What's up? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Enjoy Your Life, the podcast. I am your host, Farrah LaRae Wynn, and I have a very special guest here with me, Miss Miracle Wynn Hallman. She's my cousin. She's like the most beautiful person on earth, and she's educated, <laughs> and she's strong, and I'm excited to have her. Hi, Miracle. Hey, how are you? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. Good. Absolutely. I'm excited that you're here today. Um, Miracle is a licensed graduate social worker. She is devoted to serving our nation's heroes um, with the Department of Veteran Affairs in the Housing and Urban Development, which is like VA supportive housing programs. So with this program, she provides guidance, support, resources to homeless veterans as they're um, obtaining housing and stability. Miracle believes that a strong support system and encouraging words make all the difference in the world. And she's passionate about not only providing that support to others, but uplifting anyone who will receive it. She knows that mental health and spiritual growth are essential to our success in life. And that is what we're gonna talk about today is mental health, spiritual growth, and our ultimate success in life. So Miracle, if you could talk a little bit about yourself and your passion about mental health and, and kind of how that came about. Right. So I have always been very big on positivity um, because I know how it feels when you're not positive compared to how you feel when you're positive. It's a huge change. It's a huge difference. And so when I started my journey um, through education, I first started with psychology because I wanted to understand why people do and think the way that they do um, and how we can change some of the the negativity or the um, the negative habits and behaviors of of, of individuals. Um, it started with children, um, and I feel like that was a great learning experience for me. I think that it just takes a really really special person um, with a lot of energy, and so but um, I gained other experience. Um, with other populations just populations and just found that um, we all need to be in tune with with our mental health and so that's kind of how I got started and then venturing into social work I learned that that is it's such a broad field that you can do anything with it and I've learned that um, it's it's just essential to be able to be well versed in all populations so right now I'm working with veterans but in individuals in general we we all need it absolutely now can you tell us a little bit about the connection between words of encouragement and and having that positivity in our mental health so it's so important to to think positively and have those words of encouragement for ourselves and other people because you never know what someone is going through especially with what's going on with all of the suicides that we're we're seeing um, it's unfortunate and it, and I don't think it has to be that way. If, um, we just speak an encouraging word to someone, whether we know them or not, it can completely change their mood. It could change their day. And so it takes a lot to do because sometimes we don't always feel like doing it. But when we think about the, the outcome of it, the impact it has on someone, and including ourselves, you know, it's worth it. It's worth getting out of our comfort zone to encourage and empower other people. Absolutely. 
Now you have these uh, motivational videos that you've been putting up on Facebook. Tell, tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind that. Well, I usually have a lot of thoughts going on in my mind <laughs> and I'm very, I'm a, I'm a thinker and I'm always like, well, why do people do this? So why do I do this? So how can this change? And so I think that, um, other people also have those thoughts. I just, I just put mine out there, but I also make sure that it is something that God put on my heart. It's not all comfortable. Like the one I put up yesterday was about forgiving our fathers, you know, um, and I knew that that was a touchy subject for some people, but I think that it can be life-changing. And so the inspiration behind it is to empower and encourage people. And um, it actually, it, it helps me also. So it's not just I'm talking to people and I'm encouraging, like that is kind of my therapy mm. as well. So it definitely is something that I love doing. Wow, that's awesome. Now, as women, I think we experience, I think everyone has um, mental health situations that they need to take a look at. But I think as women, we experience it very differently. Um, we have mm -hmm. you know, every month where our emotions are already all over the place. In addition mm -hmm. to what social media is telling us we need to be, what men expect from us, what our friends are, yeah. our friends are putting on us. How do you think mental health impacts us as women? Oh my goodness. It's so huge because women, we, we are the caretakers, we are the nurturers. In addition to our own hormones, we take on everybody else's everything, whether we're a wife or not, whether we're a mother or not, whatever. We just have that, um, that maternal instinct. And so we're constantly thinking about how to improve things or how to fix things or comfort other people. And very little do we think about how we can do that for ourselves. And so um, I know it sounds cliche when, when people say, pay attention to your body, pay attention to your body. Like, yes, pay attention to your body. That's very <laughs> true. But pay attention to your mood. Mm -hmm. That to me is an indicator of, of all things because I don't think we do it enough. If you find that you are being, you're, you know, you're irritated a little more than usual or you're feeling a little sad more than usual or whatever the case is, anything that, that seems not like you, don't just brush it off as, oh, it's just that time of the month or it's just, you know, whatever, I'm tired. Like, document that, pay attention to that. And I'm going to be very transparent because I was recently, well, not that long ago, maybe about a year or so ago, diagnosed with PMDD. I don't think really anybody knows that, but PMDD is premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Mm -hmm. And what that is, for women who don't know, it is PMS, but like on a thousand. Mm -hmm. And it's the, the emotions are so amplified. When I'm sad, I'm, it's like a, it's a low, low. When I'm angry or I'm irritated, it's amplified. And when things start to interrupt your daily routine or your daily, you know, relationships with people, when other people start to see it, that's when that's a great indicator to, to that you need to talk to somebody about it. And there's no shame in it. I think that a lot of us deal with things and we have a lot of these things in common, but it, we don't talk about it. So it's very important as women that we check in with ourselves. Absolutely. And 
going back to you saying you need to talk to someone at a certain point, I definitely believe in that. Um, it can be very controversial, especially in the church, to uh-huh. or go talk to someone or get counseling. People in the church feel like, no, you need to pray about it, you need to fast about it, you need to move uh-huh. But I do believe that at times there are certain situations in our life that we really need to sit down and be able to talk to someone. I do advise that it be like a Christian counselor or somebody who has gone to school for it from a biblical mm-hmm. perspective, just so that they're offering you, you know, those biblical solutions and being able to still cover you in prayer as you're going through all of that. But I definitely believe that, you know, sometimes we really do need to talk to someone who's who's unbiased, somebody who's going to spend time listening and, and come at it from a different perspective perspective then you know sometimes you'll try to tell family members how you feel and oh girl please you know sometimes mm-hmm. you need to go sit down and talk to someone who will really hear you out and really be open and and understanding so I definitely agree with that um especially being a woman so mm-hmm. <laughs> like honestly I really believe that everybody should should go to therapy at least once in their life that's just my I, I think that with everything that's going on within families that nobody talks about on jobs that nobody talks about just in general in life you may encounter microaggressions being an african-american somebody says something to you that's that's racist or you know like that does something to you but we write things off as they're you know not a big deal or i'll get over it we need to talk to someone i've gone to therapy i think everybody needs to do it because there's something in your life that is not getting enough attention because we we focus so much on certain things that we don't always pay attention to ourselves emotionally and it's not until you talk to someone unbiased that you really get those feelings and those things out and and in regards to your statement of you know being in the church and things like that um don't they say faith without works is dead like you can't possibly <laughs> have one without the other and i'm a firm believer like you know i grew up in the church mm-hmm. hardcore and and i totally totally believe that prayer is necessary Absolutely. prayer fasting is necessary reading the word is definitely necessary at the same time you need to talk to a medical professional if you need to don't don't just rely on reading the bible and that's it you know you got to take care of yourself even if that means taking a break from social media Mm -hmm. even if it means going on a break going for a walk exercising you know anything to get your stress level down and talking to somebody that can actually navigate you navigate through those feelings absolutely and I, um, after my best friend passed away, I experienced emotions in a way I'd never had before, you know? And I found that it was helpful sometimes for me to sit down and be able to talk to someone. And I'm grateful that God has blessed me with an incredible family and some amazing friends that I had people who would listen to me and call, check on me, ask how I'm doing, ask how I'm feeling. And, you know, I was up and down. One day I'm fine, one day I'm crying my eyes out and I don't know what to do. And it was incredibly helpful to be able to sit down and talk that out. Like you said, in addition to praying, in addition to reading the word. And there were some times where I would try to read the word and I literally just couldn't even focus on it because I was so overwhelmed Mm -hmm. by my emotions, you know, but God would Mm -hmm. send somebody to give me a word or send someone to pray for me or send someone just to be a listening ear. And it made a world of differences and it, it really did help me. It helped me to, you know, be able to go through that, that process and come out on the other side alive. So definitely. Right, right. Um, 
the next question I have for you though is you you've worked with a lot of people you're working with veterans right now you've gone through um in your academic career I'm sure you've been involved with other people even in the church and family members Mm -hmm. in your field can you talk a little bit about your experience working with people who have those ups and downs emotionally and um not necessarily share any of their personal stories because right their business Mm -hmm. but just talk about the impact that you've seen um mental health have whether it was positive results or negative results different things like that sure um being in this profession i've seen pretty much everything i've seen people on both ends of the spectrum so those who have been totally resilient you know they have nothing and they were depressed, but then they actually utilize the resources. They go to the doctor, they go to get counseling and they get help they, and, and they end up living a normal life, happy. And then I've seen people, same situation, have nothing, depressed, sick, broke, all of that, but they and they don't have the motivation to, um, to utilize the resources, therefore they are stagnant and they stay in the same situation and their mental health is deteriorating. And so it, it's a challenging job and it can be rewarding. Everyone's story is different. And I talk a lot about um, upbringing as well because I, I, I know that as children, that's when they're most you know, vulnerable or that's when they're most teachable. Mm-hmm. If you teach them how to cope with anger, you teach them how to deal with um, self-esteem or how to bounce back and in in different things of that nature so that when they're adults, they know how to operate. Mm-hmm. But I, I see a lot of broken people who don't know how to cope. And that's really what it is wow. because life happens to us no matter who you are, whether you're in the church or not, whether you're rich, poor, black, white, brown, red, green, life happens to you and you have no control over it. Mm-hmm. But, and I say this all the time, you have control over how you react to it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people they're, they're, with their mental health um, issues and with things that go on in life, they're, they're not equipped with the tools to handle life. And that's, that's where um, the resources come in, where people need to, sometimes people do need to reach out because they weren't given those skills. And so um, with what I do, I try as much as I can, I try to um, incorporate the word of God um, and encourage. No matter what I do, I encourage people in the process because like I said, that can work wonders. Um, and then try to lead them in the, in the right direction. But it's, it's tough because you don't know what people's upbringing, you know, was and, and what they've been exposed to. But that's why, going back to your first question, the, the um, words of encouragement, that's always helpful because you don't know what happened in people's lives. Hmm. Wow. Now, um, Miracle, tell us, a little bit about the importance of self-care what are some things that we can do to um, check in emotionally like you mentioned logging off of social media going for a walk Mm -hmm. a break from people Um, Mm -hmm. what are some other things that we can do to make sure that we're checking in with ourselves emotionally and making sure that we are where we need to be and being honest 
with ourselves about how we're feeling emotionally? I think one of the first things that everybody should do is to do some inventory of who they hang around, of what they allow in their space and in their life. Um, you can do a list of positive and a list of not so positive things and people and determine what you need to do to, to, to create a more positive space around you. Because people and things and energy can suck you dry. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that we look at that enough because we, we go about our lives, we go to work, we do this, we do that, we all these things and we give ourselves constantly. But what we're not doing is checking in with what's around us. The places we go, the people we hang out with, the music we listen to. Social media is a huge one. It's a huge one yeah. because for younger, you know, for, for younger kids and teenagers, it's bullying. Mm -hmm. um, for adults, there's, uh, you know, people feeling inadequate mm -hmm. because of what they see other people posting. When in reality, that stuff that they're posting is not real. Right. Um, you know, we, we're, tr we're trying to obtain this sense of perfection. Mm -hmm. And that is in turn making people depressed because they don't feel like they're doing enough. So social media is a huge one, but, but definitely take inventory and then start to eliminate the things that are not serving you positively. So not serving your spirit, not edifying your spirit and, and being a positive force around you. If, it's you. if you have a friend or an associate that is always complaining or you know whatever, you gotta check that. You mm -hmm. have to check that because it's draining you. Um, take some time to yourself. Like I said, if, you, if you're if you not a person that works out, I'm not. I need to do that more. But there's science, scientific proof that, you know, working out reduces stress level, reduces anxiety. Um, aromatherapy, music, things like that. And just surrounding yourself with positive people. Absolutely. Well, you know... Um, after I know um, Anthony Bourdain, I think that's how you say his name. He just yes. suicide. Kate Spade just committed suicide, and um, the news, Wall Street Journal, said that the suicide hotline calls jumped up twenty five percent after those wow. two deaths. And it's a very real situation because, like you said, we don't know how to deal with it. Sometimes it can be so much and so overbearing, and we're stuck in our own thoughts and you're not willing to speak out or talk to someone or get help or just open up about it, then you can, your own mm -hmm. thoughts can really eat away at you. So mm -hmm. important that we take all of this advice into account, go for walks, um, do some emotional check-ins, get off social media, whatever it is. And sometimes it's the hard thing because it could be that person that you absolutely love. You love spending time with them. I have a person like that in my life right now. I love mm -hmm. spending time around them. I think they're one of the best people on earth, but sometimes they're just so negative. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I cannot deal with you right now because yeah. I just have a great life and you are just negative Nancy. And like, mm -hmm. I love you and I'm praying for you, but I have to distance myself just a little bit because your mood is bringing me down. 
And I think mm-hmm. too, we might feel bad about something like that. Like, oh, I don't want to leave them in the dust. I don't want to, no. Sometimes Mm-mm. there's people who, who want to be in that place of negativity or they don't know how to come out themselves, but you mm-hmm. joining the in on their pity party isn't going to help. So sometimes exactly. you take a step back and elevate your mind, bring some positivity around yourself, and hopefully that person will see it and want to do better for themselves. But exactly. no point in both of you guys just drowning, like, you know, right, you right. That person and you bring yourself up and that's really the best that you can do in that situation. Right. And the fact that, you know, the power of life and death is in the tongue. And so if you're constantly speaking negatively, that's what that's what's going to come in to your life. And that's also the reason the the motivational things that I do. I'm putting that out there because that's what I I need that. I need all the positivity and motivation that I can get. But it's not a selfish. Well, it can be selfish. You kind of have to be selfish with yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because otherwise people will use you until they use you up and they'll use all your positivity. Like, Farrah, you are one of, if not the most positive person that I think I've ever met in my life. You know, you're constantly smiling, always spreading sunshine and people love that. But you can't allow people to deprive you. I mean, you know, like take that from you because you're constantly pouring, 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 pouring. You got to fill yourself back up. So whatever that means for you, if you need to take a vacation, just go sit in the sun, even if it's just a game night. Like I love game nights. I'll call some friends over. We'll have board games, cards, you know, and we'll have music and have a good time. I love stuff like that. So whatever it is that you have to do to pour back into yourself, that's what you need to do. People are not investing in themselves. And that's the part that I'm really sad about is because you are your greatest possession like you are you and you got to take care of you because nobody's going to do it like you do thank you so much i really appreciate you taking out the time to share your insight and your information and your knowledge on this topic with us um thank you to all of the listeners for tuning in to those of you um, who have listened who might be struggling um, with your mental health might be having some issues we're definitely praying for you um i know they have the national suicide prevention lifeline that number is 1-800-273-8255 again that's 1-800-273-8255 they are available oh my god i'm not gonna cry they're available 24 hours okay. a day. Um, just because it's such a real thing and it, it's it's really like plaguing the land and it makes me really sad. But, you know, like uh-huh. I said, we're praying for you guys and please get help. Talk to somebody. Talk to your pastor. But talk to somebody and, and get help and, and ask them to just uplift you. And, and we love you. And thank you. And you're not alone. You're not alone at all. Like there are people who love you. There are people who care. And um, it's going to get better. I promise you. So again, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you go to enjoyyourlifeblog.com and get subscribed so you can receive the emails every week on new blogs, videos, and podcasts. Um, remember that I love you and God loves you so much more. Until next time, God bless. When you find happiness within, no